Hello, and welcome to a major fashion red carpet episode of the Fashion Forward Friends podcast. I am your your host, Kelly, and I'm here with my very opinionated and very stylish (laughs) co-host, Thomas. Hi, everybody. Very opinionated. (laughs) Very opinionated. (laughs) Yes. And if you have listened to us before, we apologize for our absence. Um, Life happened. Thomas had to move. Other things were going on. So we're kind of looking at this as the start of a new season. Yes. And it's actually good timing because now things are finally like happening in person. There's stuff to talk about. So lots what, of opinions what to get. better place to start than with the Cannes Film Festival which yes. just wrapped up and we normally by the second week I get a little bit of burnout from it but we've been in such a drought of red carpet fashion that I was here for it all the way through 100% yes yes so obviously <laughs> with the Cannes Film Festival, there is a lot of fashion and discuss. There's premieres every single day. There's protocols every day. We're going to stick to those events and not so much like the Louis Vuitton dinner and those different things. But we have thoughts on who did well, who maybe could have done better, and then... We're going to surprise each other because we both have picked five of our favorite and five of our least favorite looks. And I don't know who Thomas picked. I don't know who Kelly picked. And I have a feeling that our lists are going to be similar yet vastly different. Yeah. I have a few guesses of who you picked. Just judging. Just judging from what I know from you and your strong opinions. I mean, I have been very opinionated the entire festival. Um, yeah. It was it was an interesting two weeks. Um, there were a lot of looks. Uh, so usually Ken is A-list star-studded. And this year, it seemed like a lot of the A-listers decided to opt out of being part of the festival um, as Mm -hmm. just attendees. And the films that screened at the Cannes Film Festival this year, they just, they weren't as Hollywood star studded as in previous years. Uh, And... The, the That was definitely seen when we saw the red carpet. Um, it kind of was the Influencers Film Festival. They, they filled the spots on the red carpet that are usually full of the Julianne Moores, the Blake Livelys, the Elle Fannings, the Lupita Nyong'o's. Um, and they put... Just random people, in my opinion. I told Thomas, and I actually think this is true, that this could have been our year. Like, if we wanted to go, we probably could have worked out to go. We, we really probably could have. With, yeah, with our contacts, we probably could have. And I'm not saying that we're, like, high and mighty people. Like, we should have been there. No, yeah, That's no. just a reflection of the star power that was there. Yeah. 
Um, and I promise you that had we gone to Cannes, we would have served a lot of better looks than we saw on most of these influencers at the festival. Yeah. Because um, they just... I don't know what it was about... It seemed like they all wore the same three brands. I know. Yes. All of them were wearing Nicholas Chevron. All of them Rami were wearing Cotty. Oh Rami my Cotty, and all of them were wearing Tony um, Ward. Tony Ward. Now, I, two of those I are ripped by the same PR guy. I actually was planning for my website to write about Tony Ward, and then I've kind of lost enthusiasm over that couture collection because everything's I'm a little been worn, <laughs> and and it's and and been and not by anybody not, of importance, right? Um. Yeah, I, I'll say that was that was very, very disappointing for me. Um, just because I remember looking at that Tony Ward collection and saying, oh, wow, that's a major moment. That's a it's major phenomenal. moment. It's that's a major phenomenal moment. Phenomenal collection. And like all of the pieces that were worn just show me that they were so- just... It was opening day. It was opening day, and I was watching the the festival stream. And you're texting me like, "I see, I see Tony Ward. I see Tony Ward." And I could just picture you like scouring the red carpet, trying to ID. I I watched the live stream three times, trying to find out who this woman was. Yeah, had you known you would see so much Tony Ward, you might not have been that excited. I was very excited because I loved that gown specifically. It was like yes. my favorite from the collection. And I'm like, oh my God, it's on the it's on the opening ceremony red carpet. And like to me, the Ken opening is like, it's just like a list. And so I'm yeah. like, who is it? And I'm like, I'm looking at from far away. I'm like, oh my God, is it Eva Longoria? Is it this person? Is it that person? Like, I really thought it was Eva Longoria for, for like the longest time. I'm like, why are there no pictures of Eva on the red carpet in Cannes wearing this major gown yet. Yeah. And then it was an influencer. And I'm like, oh. Hmm. I mean, she's got a hundred she's got 1.9 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. I mean you she's know, not she's, she's she's beautiful. And nobody, but but she's not not a film star. And I saw somebody, I don't want to throw names around, but I did see somebody ask one of the influencers what they were doing there. <laughs> <laughs> their response was like, I was invited for the same reason that actors and writers and film producers aren't invited. Like, no, you're an Instagram influencer. You're not in the film industry. Yeah, I... I just don't you know. get me wrong. I get it from a PR standpoint, and especially um, for the fashion, get it from PR. But come on, influencers are not of the same league as actors and people that are producing films at a film festival. Right. I, 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 I want to see celebrities at a film festival, I want to see the people who make films happen at a film festival. Um, you know, yeah. as, as much as I love, you know. And that's what I love, Con, because you see, when you have different people, different actors just attend to celebrate the art of filmmaking, even if they don't have a film there, 
you see them on the red carpet and you it, it's just like a great community event and I love that about it and that was missing this year it was like models influencers and not even everybody from each film came so right. yeah yeah the, you know between COVID protocols Rest in peace to all of the custom Louis Vuitton gowns that Leah Sedu was planning to wear with four films screening at the festival this year. Oh my um, god, that was heart. That was heart blowing. Oh my gosh. Leah, I hope you're feeling better. And she tested positive for COVID right at the beginning of the festival and was hoping to be able to attend the second half of, of the festival at least, and she wasn't able to attend any of it. So but so we definitely missed out on some Louis Vuitton looks, but I promise you that there were still plenty of Louis Vuitton on the red carpet. Yes. And definitely if you want a recap of things, look at our Instagram, because that's actually what I've been using as I've collected my thoughts too. We have highlights on fashion forward friends on Instagram of all of the looks and what everybody thought of them. Well, not all the looks, but a good a good a good portion of them. Um, and then oh, and then Thomas is on check the tag, which like he he he's on top of all the red carpet events, not just the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, I don't I don't even know how you stay keep all those things straight. It's It's a lot. It's a lot, but it's you know I'm like I like to think of myself like a fashion encyclopedia, and I just see something and I know what it is, and I post it. Um, All right, so let's start with the opening ceremony. Okay. There were some there were some looks at the opening ceremony. Um, There was. You know, we had you know a couple people from L'Oreal. L'Oreal is a sponsor of the festival. They do send their spokesmodels to the carpet just to add glamour. Um, and some of them usually all of them but yeah. this year it was very limited and I think they ended up spending money on influencers but they definitely uh, did like the people not to, I really don't want to rag on the influencers too much but where, do you follow Kat Graham on Instagram yes. who I had no idea she was a L'Oreal girl and the people that she was posting as like there was this girl, Xenia, who I know as an influencer from periodic fashion events, I had no idea she was a L'Oreal girl. I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah, I think there were people that were added, you know. I think there were like, people that got contacts. Three weeks ago. Like, yeah. yeah, just to, just to finish you're, things yeah, out. You're a L'Oreal girl now. So the opening ceremony was probably one of the more star-studded days of the festival. Yes, we um, had Jessica Chastain. In Dior, Couture, and Chopard, and probably one of Jessica's best red carpet looks in a she really long time. So beautiful. Glamorous, sexy, but classic and understated all at the same time. I loved her I loved her red ponytail. Yes. I usually I hate think, a ponytail. Yeah, I wouldn't think of, yeah, I want a ponytail at the opening ceremony, but it was so beautiful on her, and she just looked exquisite. Her makeup was great, her jewelry, everything. Everything was, was wonderful. 
And then there was Helen Mirren, who was another one of the big stars at the first night. Um, she's also a L'Oreal um, ambassador. And she showed up wearing Dolce <clears throat> Gabbana. Um, you know, that brand that will not be named here. Um, it was a pretty dress. I loved her necklace. It was probably one of the best jewelry moments of the festival. Um, I loved her face. Her hair was a little bit of a gym bunny to me. Um, but, you know, I just, she didn't bring the drama that I expect from Cal, from, from Helen on the Cannes Film Festival red carpet. Right. Um, we had a couple people show up in Etro. Etro definitely paid some people to attend the festival. They dressed three, four stars for yeah. the opening ceremony, including Cat Graham, uh, Candace Swanepoel, MJ Rodriguez, and Spanish actress Esther Exposito. And there was not a single successful look amongst the four of them. Um, no. Itro is always all over the place and poor construction. Let's, I'm like, I'd let's rather talk have... about Itro for a second. Are there any looks from them that you liked over the course of the two weeks? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. The the one only one that I remotely kind of liked was what is about is it Goulart wore and it was like a jumpsuit. And the only reason that I liked it is because. It felt different, which I think of Itro is different. I hated everything they put Taylor Hill in. Oh, yeah. Everything they put Taylor Hill in. I did like the white gown that they made for Candace Swanepoel, but I think that's because I didn't think it was Itro when I first saw it, um, which is also a, another part of Itro on the red carpet is that you never know what you're going to get. It's not always the same thing. It's gotten a little bit more consistent with the bohemian spirit of the brand, but it's still quite all over it's the place. kind of all over the place. <sighs> um, let's see. Who else did we have? We had um, a couple Gucci moments, probably the only Gucci moments of the festival. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of, of big Gucci moments. I really like that dress that Lou Dillon wore. I love that dress. I love that the, it was the gold finale dress from the the fall 2021 collection. I don't know what it is about her execution that I don't like. Is it? I hate her pose on the red carpet. She's like trying to copy the pose from the model on the runway and it just doesn't, it doesn't work. She's not being herself. And I don't know. I think... I know that on the runway, the hair was worn down. I think her hair should have been swept up. And I guess she does have rings on, but maybe some earrings or a necklace. I don't know. There's a plus it's like pooling around her. Yeah. It's clearly it just, not. It clearly wasn't customized for her. No, there, there's, there's things I want to love. I want to love this look just because I love this gown, but I just, I, I don't. The one I did love from the opening ceremony was Soko in a custom, like, iridescent mermaid payette mm -hmm. with, yeah, like, this, like, that. linebacker shoulder, which I don't understand why I like a linebacker shoulder, but I do love it. And then it's got these, like, 
kiwi zit things on the the bodice that I'm just I'm I'm quite it does it shouldn't work as I'm like saying it out loud but it does work. I totally agree. She she looked great. I I had never heard of her before and this is what I love about the con festival in any year but especially this year without so many it made me like google and look people up that I never heard of before and this look definitely did that. The only thing I didn't love is that on the red carpet when I was watching the live stream, like she looked like she was having so much fun and then it did not translate to photos. No, it didn't. Every photo she looked like she was angry. I'm like, you're wearing the best Gucci of the night, so you should be quite happy. And it just, it didn't, it, it didn't quite work for me. Um, let's see. I think you know who I'm trying to say for last. Um, but we'll just kind of. So I'm going to do a quick rapid fire because I, I, I feel like we're 17 minutes into this. So we're not. We even could keep, we, it, yeah, we could go through first. <laughs> okay, so, go. so, so Maggie Jellenhall, who was a jury member, she yes. wore custom Celine. Um, and I thought. The idea of this was great, but I didn't like the execution. I agree. What did you think? I agree. Um, um, there was this really bad bunching on the on, like in between her boobs, and like for a custom dress that shouldn't that shouldn't be there. Um, no, I love the idea of the dress. I love her styling, but I it, 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 it's just that fit that just ruined this look for me. Yeah, and it was a little. It aged her. It was a little matronly, but she is very like uptight but, and and bohemian. And I, I thought, think, but some of her looks, the festival, she brought it some nights. But anyway, to keep things quick, um, what do you think about jo- Jodie Foster's um, Givenchy? It's probably the best thing Givenchy's made since Matthew Williams started working there. I agree 100%. And it's not anything, like, remarkable, but it's, like, probably one of her best looks, too. Yeah. Well done. What did you think of Marion's Chanel Couture? Again, probably the best thing she's worn as an ambassador for Chanel. And she looks sexy and glamorous and... It might not have been what I would have picked for the star of the opening night of Cannes Film Festival, but it worked. So I was happy. Yeah, I was pretty happy with that one. And then for Bella, because I know we want to talk about her, I think we should just debate her two looks. So the opening night she wore her vintage, was this like 2002? So it was inspired by... Jean-Paul Gaultier's spring 2002 collection. It was basically just remade for her because the original dress is in a museum right now and she really wanted to wear it. So like two weeks before the festival, she was talking with the VIP guy from Gaultier and she said she wanted to wear this. He said, it's impossible. And she said, well, let's make the impossible possible. And so they made this gown for her literally in two weeks. Um, Originally worn on a runway the original by Naomi Campbell. And there's a lot of times where I'll say Naomi 
will be the model for something and just nobody can do something better than Naomi. Bella did this dress better than Naomi. She really did. She really, really did. And she shocked the world by basically subtly announcing that she no longer works with Bulgari and that she's full on with Chopin. Yes. Yes, that was a shock. I mean, I'm looking at these earrings and I'm like, I'm pretty sure these are Chopin, but you know. Yeah, when she walked the carpet, because Bulgari, like they had just come out with that new high line of jewelry. I'm like, well, that's definitely not from that collection. And their stuff is pretty easy to spot. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was like, well, you know, it, it's 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 not a completely unique design, so maybe it's not Chopard. And then Chopard posted it and I was like, "Oh, wow. Okay. This is a shocker." Yes. But- okay, so her second look was the Scaparelli couture gown um and I love I love that she wore Scaparelli. I love that collection. I wish she had chosen something different than what she went for. That's my take on it. Okay. I love this dress. It's like a black column dress that's like cut out around the boobs. Mm -hmm. And then it's got this necklace that is golden veins from the lungs. Um, And... I'm not sure that right now is the moment that this should have been worn. Um, I think the symbolism of golden lungs right now is not the statement we should be making. I agree. Um, but I also get that the fact but that... But I do want to say just for anyone, because this is another thing I saw people confused about online. It is a signature of the Scaparelli house. It is. It to is very much. bring the human anatomy into pieces. Yes. So that's why you'll see lips and eyes and ears and all these different things. So that isn't totally a standout from them. But for this collection's debut on the carpet, given where we are, I agree. It probably wasn't the best choice. Plus, there are just other things in that collection I really would have preferred to see her in. The ball gown. The yeah. orange and black ball gown. I know. Um, I will say, I think the thought process when she decided to wear the golden lungs was really more about, you know, strength and healing and coming back together and amongst the time that we're in with the respiratory virus. I just think that that message was lost. Yeah. I also hate the length. I feel like if it needed to exactly hit the floor to be perfect and it the the coming to like mid toe was the it was strange it was a strange length and it made her look short yeah but she's not no she's she's a goddess another good thing that came from bella this this season though is we learned that she's in love and it's not with the weekend yes oh my god I have to change. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm scrolling through through my pictures, and I've just completely forgot. I've, who am I going to cut off of my list now? I've got I've got to put her on my best dress list. Oh my goodness! Not Bella. Somebody else. But I just saw her pictures. I was scrolling through things. Yeah. Oh. All right. Anyone else from the opening night that we should discuss? What did you think of Andy McDowell? 
in Prada. That dress was fugly. And, you know, I am all for embracing your natural hair color. But, but correct me if I'm wrong. She is a L'Oreal ambassador for hair, right? Or maybe it's skincare. I, uh, it could be both. I'm not sure, but I feel like, like she's you can definitely do, been in hair ads. You can. It, her hair was lush and voluminous, but I think the aging dress with the hair just it just made her look even older. I saw. Some- <laughs> This is so mean, but I'm going to repeat it. I saw somebody on Twitter say, like, a spin on the devil wears Prada. It was a, it was the bride of Frankenstein wears Prada. I mean. <laughs> so, so mean. I I have to say, I love, I, I, I'm scrolling through Check the Tag just so I can see everything. And I love your comment on Andy in Prada, where you just said, she looks confused. I kind of am too. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm very confused. She, di- she did look confused. Um, Bless her heart, though. I mean, I really like Andy McDowell. It's not personal at all. And I always hope the best for Prada, but this just was not working. It was not it. Um. Now, since we are already talking about Andy, I think we should talk about her look from night two. Mm. It was an improvement. I no, think. it was. <laughs> the, it was just bad. See what I mean when I say Thomas's opinion. <laughs> it was just bad. Like she's she she wanna wore one of the few Atelier Versace looks of the festival. Like usually Ken is full of them. But there were really, like, I could probably count them on one hand. I can only think of three. Um, And, again, it was that weird hem length. And it was white and the gray hair. And I'm like, if if it was amethyst purple or sapphire blue, I think I would have loved it. But I think it was the white of this. And then dress kind of remind you of what Sharon Stone wore for the closing ceremony. That was. Yes. But so, but I'm not going to lie as much as I can't stand, you know. Hers was better. Sharon's was better. Which is a shock. I mean, because this is like Atelier Versace's thing that they didn't (laughs) ace this. There's something off with the bodice. There's something off with the bodice. It needs a train. It needs a, like another inch and a half on the hem. It just wasn't. It didn't work. She it looks didn't work. less confused that night, but still kind of She very, very. Bless her heart. Okay. Rapid fire. Let's go through some of these, these other looks from other days. All right, let's talk about Diane Kruger in Armani. Gorgeous, glamorous, safe, but one of the better things she's worn lately. Um, So I'm glad to see that she wasn't going like full grunge. So listeners don't know, but Thomas and I for years have called Diane fondly Bay. Yes, she's Bay. She has always impressed us. Up until recently. Up until like the past two or three years, really. 
Really, um, since she had a baby. Yeah. And so we were delighted to see her kind of – I mean, it definitely wasn't like her Prada at the Cannes Film Festival years ago or whatever. Like, it wasn't that major, but it was – It was pretty. It was beautiful. Pretty for what she's been serving the last couple of years. And I get it. Like, she's focused on motherhood and all of that. And maybe she's not spending as much time designing custom gowns with – houses and stuff but I was happy to see her there period and I thought she looked beautiful yes that's all I have to say (laughs) (laughs) love you Diane yeah but I need more yeah I mean it's forgettable I mean, not this year. Like, it's one of the best things out there. It didn't make my top five, but... Well, even for her, it's like, you know... It's, it's, it's not, definitely... It's not it's, a major no. look for her. It won't be, like... If I if you say Diane Kruger, this isn't going to be something that comes to mind. No. Next. Definitely not. Okay. Do we want to talk about Leonie Hahn? Sure. So, so Leonie Hahn... I forget the name of her back, blog. I used to follow her years ago. Her blog is Ukator, Ukator. Um, but she's kind of gotten away from blogging, and now she's just kind of like an Instagram. I feel like she's basically just a model, just not on a runway. Yeah. Because she's really in high demand with all the houses, but she wore a major green gown by Nicole and Felicia. Yes. And it was, it was huge. And it was, it, this is the kind of moment I wanted the cancel bus. Well, I want big, I I want drama. I want glamour. And she served a look from head to toe and it was absolute perfection. It was spectacular shout out to being one of the only influencers i actually wanted to see on the red carpet in can yes and i'm gonna pull it up she was there with some jewelry brand a nice pomelato yes so she was there representing them which i felt like again she was a little bit higher up than the standard influencers that i think were just there as basically seed filler like she was there in partnership same as Bella with Chopard, maybe right. not of that caliber exactly, but a luxury jewelry brand. Definitely. Um, and she served looks consistently throughout the festival. She wore Tony Ward, probably one of the better Tony Wards of the festival, um, where it was very like fairy sprite like. Don't you find that dress? I really like that dress. Don't take this as a criticism, but don't you find it like a Holston knockoff? I do, hundred percent. Think that it's that it's 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 a Halston knockoff, you know. And she, but she had fun wearing it. She like twirled all the way down the red carpet, she a la did. Lupita Nyong'o. And since Lupita wasn't twirling down a red carpet, I will take Leone twirling down the red carpet in in. Uh, yeah, she looked beautiful. And Tony Ward. She wore that. She also wore an Alberta Ferretti gold couture gown that you and I both were had expressed hope that would end up at the Con Film Festival and it did. And I was surprised that this I think was... I missed that one, to be honest. 
The, I'm sorry, did I misspeak? I meant the George Hobika. Oh, the Hobika. Okay. Yeah, which I was a little surprised that this was, to my recollection, the only Hobika look that we saw at the Cannes Film Festival. So Hobika actually dropped their celebrity PR person that kind of made them a mainstay on the carpet mm-hmm. right before the festival. Now that guy works with Tony Ward and ah. Nicholas Gibran, who were everywhere. Ah. Um, so, Interesting. So that's so, why their contact changed. Um, anyway, yeah, I I thought I, she definitely did the gown justice. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean. Even if it was a rewear. Yeah. Who else would you like to discuss from the second night? <laughs> Uh, we're only on night two we're only on night two okay just go like rapid fire okay okay i really liked the philosophy gown pink gown that was actually a little similar to leon loney's that first that second night on dd stone (gasps) oh okay i know who i want to talk about jody turner smith in oh, Gucci. Gucci. Girl gave her all for the first Cannes Film Festival red carpet she's ever watched. Walked. I want you to go because I'm going to be the nitpicker. So I want you to, um, I feel like, lavish the praise on this so that my criticism doesn't sound as bad. Um, okay. I, I think the fit was great, but I have to say I didn't really like the skirt. Interesting. That's why I was like, oh, you think I loved it. I, also I did. Was- this is how, you, how you introduced it. I thought you loved it. I also was disappointed because... Colin Farrell was in her movie, and I love a con- Colin Farrell moment at con. He didn't even come. I was disappointed by that. But, yeah, you know, I kind of felt like the skirt – I'm sorry. I kind of felt like it was a little Muppet-ish. It was too long. Um, like, straight down, like, hem-wise was too long. Like, it needed to come up, like, literally a foot. Yeah. Um, like, we can keep a long train. I'm here for it. But, like, the front of your dress should not be pooling around you. The bodice, the fit of that was spectacular. Spectacular. And I'm not going to lie. I thought that there were too many jewelry mo- things going on. You thought there was too much jewelry? I, d- I felt like the jewelry was fighting you with the studs. Studs in the yeah, I mean, my, my 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 life motto is when in doubt, be extra. But I think yeah. this was a little too much. I think there was too much. I think the vibes of the the very, like, ornate jewelry didn't work with, like, the edginess of the studded bustier. Like, I would have done the necklace. I would have done the earrings and the bracelet. I would have left the necklace at home. Yeah. Um. And I think the necklace also just helps with the skirt to make her seem very tiny. And she is not a tiny human being. 
She made a mess of the red carpet too, leaving a trail of feathers everywhere she went. <laughs> like the, the pictures of the carpet after she's walked, like you know that Jody Turner Smith was there. Yeah. I didn't love it. I I mean, I have to say I was glad about it because it was a it was a bold look. It was a bold look. I I really appreciate that. I applaud bold moments, but I wasn't, I I didn't love it. And that's the thing, it's a risk. And sometimes it pays off well. And a lot of of people really love this. Like New York Times loved it. Women's Wear Daily loved it, but they all love Gucci. So I don't know. I mean, ad dollars. Yeah. Um, Now I will say, we Jody are not did. sponsored by Gucci. So We're we not sponsored by Gucci. We're not sponsored by Dior. You are going to get honest opinions on everything. Yeah. Um, now, I did really like the other Gucci gown that Jody wore for the Curing Women in Motion Awards. I agree. Where, where mm-hmm. it just, it worked better. I loved the the dark color. Um, I loved, it was more, Maybe it was I think it's simpler. Just that one suited Maybe she just was out of her comfort zone in a way in the premiere look. But yeah. she tried. She gave it her all. She did. But I, I don't know if she it. felt like herself. Right. I agree. Okay. Who's next? Let's discuss Maggie Gyllenhaal in Versace. Okay. Um. This is the best Maggie Gyllenhaal has ever looked. 100%. So everything that I said about Celine making her look older, like this was, a, this is the sexiest I've ever seen her. Definitely. And the crazy thing is, is like looking at this again, like it's the sexy sister of that Celine dress. Yeah. Like the bodice is very yeah. similar. The skirt is very similar. Yeah, it's um, like if you had an angel on your shoulder and a devil on the other side. These this. these are these are Maggie's angel and devil. Yeah. Um, now I will say, every time I see this dress, I can't help but think of a red Atelier Versace gown that Anne Hathaway wore when she was hosting the Oscars. I want to say it was two thousand eleven. It's very similar, like it's the non-embellished sister of that, but I don't mind it. And I think that Maggie wears it better. Same vibe, Maggie wins the vibe off. I just thought she looked so fabulous. And I love that she did sleek hair, and I love the 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 wreath earring but worn in the cartilage piercing instead of like where, you know, mm-hmm. it's supposed to go. Um, it was, it was edgy, but glamorous and chic and simple yet everything. Yeah. And that's the, those are my feelings on that. Next. Let's just talk about Maggie for a minute. Let's just run through her look. So what did you think of her Chanel? What did she wear Chanel to? I don't remember this dress. It was that tulle skirt with the white satin blouse. Yeah, no. Next. 
<laughs> I don't have anything nice to say, so I'm just not going to talk about it. What did you think about Maggie's Gucci? I don't remember this one either. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so she wore this. What did she wear? Not the closing. Maybe it was the closing. Oh, she yeah. she didn't. She, yeah. Oh, that Gucci. Sorry. I thought we were like going more in order. And no. yeah. The, the closing Gucci. Um, I thought it was okay. It wasn't my favorite thing that she wore. Um. I definitely didn't think it was Gucci until her stylist told me that it was. And I hate the construction of the bodice. And ultimately, yeah, as I continue to talk about it, I just don't like it. What about you, Kelly? (laughs) I'd give it a B. It's not an A. Like, I think the Versace is superior, but yeah, I mean, it was a light years better than the Chanel funeral skirt. I don't know what that was. Yeah. And then the only other one, the only other look I remember really is is Sonda. Oh, no, that was really good. She wore Roxanda for a luncheon. Yeah, I love was, that. That was another, like, probably personal best for her. No, but I was thinking of the Dior. Um, See, that one I don't remember. She wore Dior to the Curing Women in Motion dinner. It was one shoulder. It had these, like, water things. It had a really awkward... waist like if that dress had like a cummerbund waistband i think i would have loved it but it was these like unmeeting details where like the bodice and the skirt you know you know that they're connected it's like an actual dress but it looks like a skirt and a top and it just doesn't work overall i'm gonna give maggie a B minus for fashion at the Cannes Film Festival. I'm going to give her a B minus as well. That Versace though, it's is carrying the whole a lot. <laughs> the Versace and the Roxanda are whole are are definitely. They are saving her from drowning. Okay, let's were keep you, it moving. Were you um? excited or disappointed just in general by Celine and their presence disappointed I was too and we both have been big fans of their more recent collections so I kind of thought we'd see some great custom things yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't my favorite okay let's go on a high note let's switch to her majesty of coolness Every morning, I wish I was her, Tilda Swinton. This woman, I swear, could wear a potato sack and it would be cool. And I mean, she kind of did when she wore the Chanel nighty dress maxi thing to that one premiere. And it was cool. It was great. Like, 
The woman wore a moo <laughs> She wore a moo on the Cannes Film Festival red carpet and we're obsessed. Well, she wore a moo but she also wore a mohawk in the closing ceremony or whatever her closing carpet was. And I loved it. Yeah. She she gave the she gave Rockabilly with with Scaparelli um peace doves for the for the closing. It was she wore a lot of white shirts this and festival. I had no idea that I needed her and Timothy Chalamet to be so connected. I didn't know I needed that duo, but I was living for it. So they've been connected because I it was admit, actually I don't Tilda pay much attention to him. Tilda introduced him to Hadier Ackerman. And back when he was going through the the la- that really big award season where mm. he was like nominated a lot and he wore a couple Hadier Ackerman pieces, it was because of Tilda that they had that relationship. I think they're adorable. So the- she's like his cool aunt. And I want Tilda to be my I cool aunt. I want to be my cool aunt. <laughs> um, How do I make that happen? That being said, her best looks came from Hadier Ackerman when she was promoting the French Dispatch. Um, from the pink, orange, and green sequined suit gown at the premiere to the cornflower blue suit at the t- the the photo call it was tailored to perfection i had forgotten how good hadie ackerman moments are and tilda does him the best justice so i'm glad that even though he hasn't shown a collection since before covid yeah. i need a i need a i need a collection in september i need it um I'm glad that he made some amazing pieces for such a good friend of his because they are very good friends. She's won him many times over the years. It's like 99% of the time very successful. And these are some of some of the best looks of the festival and some of the best looks that she's had. She looks spectacular. Phenomenal. I give her an A+. A plus festival wise, a, mm-hmm. a plus. There wasn't a single thing she wore that I didn't like, and that's with all of the iterations of the white shirt that she wore. But yeah, with a muumuu shirt dress and a mohawk. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and I love that she wore the wave. Yes, you I know, do. she wore the wave. She wore. Scaparelli, like she wore she, all of our favorites. She wore brands. like our favorites. <laughs> She's so cool. This is why we need Tilda Swinton to be our auntie. Yeah, please. I'll we wear can watch cast art house. Off. We can we can wear her cast off and watch art house movies together. While I feel like drinking really great cocktails. Ow, I bet she can make a really mean martini. A martini or like she probably makes the best old fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. Adopt us. Adopt us. <laughs> or just or just or just be our unofficial auntie. Yeah. <laughs> We're adopting her. Yes, we've adopted her, <laughs> so she needs to adopt us. Yes. Okay, I'm trying to see who else who had multiple looks that we could discuss. Um 
I mean, should we talk about Dylan Penn? Sure. So I think the biggest thing about Dylan Penn is that she brought Rachel Zoe out of styling retirement. Like she'd gone on to her like lifestyle brand and blogging and all that. But Dylan Penn came back to the, brought Rachel back to the styling world. And I'm not going to lie. Didn't really work in my opinion. Um, She wore the Chanel pre-fall finale dress that you should go back and listen to the Kelly reacts to Chanel pre-fall episode to know that we hate this dress. Yeah. Like there's (laughs) no making this dress look good. It was bad. David's bridal prom. Um, And that is us probably both feeling the strongest that we have in a positive way about that collection in general, but that dress was terrible was a joke by the um, way the coat from that jacket ten thousand dollars or that coat the, the houndstooth coat that i want from that collection ten thousand dollars ten thousand dollars <laughs> saxon out an email like oh it's landed and i'm like oh let's see how much it costs oh <laughs> i guess you're not buying your favorite chanel coat nope i guess not Unless um, my auntie Tilda wants to buy it for <laughs> She does love herself some Chanel. Yeah. Um, my favorite look from Dylan was at the Chopard dinner where she wore this Armani um, long sleeve velvet gown with cutouts that had this like diamond and sapphire body chain from Chopard. It was mm-hmm. sexy. It was glamorous. It was, again, everything I want from Ken, but she didn't deliver it anywhere else, but she wore that. And then she wore another Chanel dress for Amphar. And again, I just sat there and like scratched my head as to out of it all of the things so that it was boring. It was deflated. It was deflated on the runway. So I don't know why anybody thought it would not be on the red carpet. Um, and for somebody who I feel like, being the daughter of Sean Penn, like she's got a leg into the the world. I feel like this is not a great way to launch your career fashion wise, but I could be wrong. She needs to take some lessons from Tilda. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I find all of her looks kind of forgettable. I, think I actually that forgot to, that she was there. I think she needs to ditch um, Rachel Rachel altogether just because I don't think that Rachel's going to do great things for her. Um, just because I don't think Rachel's an amazing stylist. I think that she kind of ended when Anne Hathaway went through her Oscar season. Like it was bad. Like that was the beginning of the end of Ra- That was like the end of Rachel Zoe. To me. Mm-hmm. And Anne Hathaway knew it too because as soon as award season was over, she cut those ties and ran. Well, didn't she kind of go? I mean, this is totally off topic, but didn't she go kind of quiet in general after she won her Oscar? Because I mean, she did. She like, her? 
People are upset with her for some reason. I can't remember because why. I, because the woman worked her ass off to get an Oscar and, you know, didn't fake the surprise when she won because everybody knew she was going to win. Oh, that, yeah. It was that she wasn't gracious. I'm like, yeah, she deserved to win. She's she'd so been talented. nominated pretty much every year to her win, and you know, she was going down the same road as you know, Kate Winslet and Susan Lucci, like never winning anything and being one of the top actresses in her field. Now, mind mm-hmm. you, I'm not saying that Susan Lucci is a top actress, I'm saying she's a top actress in what she does. Can I just say that I recently over lockdown i loved her movie lockdown but recently i was watching that movie bride wars with her i've only seen that movie i think once years ago when it came out and it's a terrible movie but that woman commits so hard she she excels in every role she does so hats off to her i didn't like her her oscar winning dress though no, it was horrible. All right, let's keep going. Let's go down some more some more people. Okay. Or should we or should we talk about our favorites and our least favorites? Let's do that. Let's start with that because who knows how start, long this could take us. Do we want to start with the worst or the best? All right, I want to start with the best because okay. I think it's more fun to leave the least favorites. okay so i'm gonna start with one that hopefully we won't talk too much about because we just discussed it tilda's hadia ackerman i debated between her photo call and her carpet look but i'm gonna go with the blue power suit okay I, i i i really loved that that was on my my list of things that I loved, um, Tilda was also on my top list, but I went with the pink, orange, and lime suit gown from the premiere. Good. They both get they both get recognized. Yes. So great. Shout out to everything else she wore because it was all really good as well. Hundred percent. Um then I'm going to go with another one we've talked about, so we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, and say Bella Hadid in Jean-Paul Gaultier Haute Couture. Yes. she. That's exactly what I put on mine as well. I think it's best of the year nominee. It's definitely best, definitely best of the year nominee. She looks stunning. Perfect. Okay, so we've gotten two out of So the I'm going to name a third one. I've actually never heard of her before. Maybe she's an influencer. But her name was Noelle Berry something, and she wore Ashi Studio. And it was a oh, yellow. The, the yellow. That was a really good dress. I loved that so much. I, I mean... For me not to even know who she is. And to include her in the list, yeah. Mm-hmm. I Phenomenal. also really loved her emerald and diamond Chopard earrings with that. Yeah. Like I loved the yellow dress with the, the the emeralds. It was it was very, very, very chic. She is listed as an IMG model. So maybe she's an influencer, maybe she's a model. But she looked great. 
I would say influencer. Yeah. I'm going to go with Gemma Chan in custom Oscar de la Renta at the closing ceremony. It was like dripping gold, like cut out with like sequin, like mm. sheer panels. It was phenomenal. Um, I forgot about that. That was a great look. She, I was very excited to hopefully see her. She's a new L'Oreal Paris model. She wore two looks in Ken. She also wore a Valentino that we're just not going to talk about because it was really bad. But the Oscar de la Renta at the closing ceremony, phenomenal. Spectacular. I actually kind of want to boot my next person for that. You don't have to because I did. Okay. All right. So I'm going to say, because we've already talked about it, and just because it was so great for her and it carried her score up, the red Atelier Versace on Maggie Gyllenhaal. And you know that I was disappointed, not in her, but just like, she's not a style star, so I wasn't really too optimistic about her fashion. This had me singing a different tune about her. It made me see her in a different light. For one look. (laughs) Then she wore the Chanel and it was downhill from (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay, can, can can I make it six? Because I've got three left, and I just don't know if I can cut any of them. Or are you going to make me cut to five? <laughs> well, I was going to say I could have you, I could cut one for you, because I'm pretty sure that you've named her. No, I haven't named any of the people that I've... No, I mean, like... I mean, I could name somebody who I'm pretty sure is in your three. Who's in my three? I really think you have Regina King. I have Regina King in mine in custom Scaparelli giving us 1950s debutante ball gown realness at the um, Amfar Gala. Yeah. Um, You know, it the so good so good and so since that's on kelly's list i'm going to go with nieves alvarez in elisab haute couture it was this like soft feminine one shoulder gown with a bow on the shoulder and she just she wears elisab so beautifully it was one of the few elisab couture moments in can and she just, she was beauty and grace and glamour. The only other Ali song I remember was, I think it was a ready to wear, like a teal gown. Was yeah, it on the carpet? At the, yeah, at the first, yeah. at the opening. Yeah, hers was definitely more memorable, was, I think, than that one. It was really it was, good. It was glamour. It was glamour. So I'm going to give my fifth, and I'm surprised to be saying this, but it's Dior on Rosamund Pike. I just don't know what happened that brought (laughs) Rosamund Pike to the Cannes Film Festival for the closing. I was sitting there watching the live stream and I see Rosamund Pike in red Dior tool pop up onto my screen and I'm like, where have you been this whole festival? I had a migraine and I had an aura going and you texted me that she was there and I was like, no, <laughs> you're hallucinating. <laughs> Kelly, lay down. 
She wore the heart gown that closed the Dior spring or fall ready to wear collection. Mm-hmm. And we loved this collection. It has absolutely been trash on the red carpet since it was released. Like nothing has been successful until Rosamund Pike. And it's totally not a gown that I would have ever in a million years expected her to wear. No, because it's so... It just feels so young. It, but it, it does. It feels works. very twee, but it works. Okay. I have my last one. And it's the one that I like said, oh, I have to include that because okay. it's so good. It was just, it was so good. And that was Catherine Winnick in Stella McCartney at the premiere of Flag Day in the black and white with the cutouts and the cape sleeves. Oh, yeah. That was such a good dress. I was not expecting this. It was, it, it, she was glamour and drama and sophistication. And if you can't tell, glamour, drama, and sophistication are just what I clamor for from the Cannes Film Festival. So that was my last one. That was good. And I was happy to see Stella represented. Yes. And I think it was the only Stella gown we saw mm-hmm. in Ken. And it was really good. And it really needed to be the only Stella because there need no be no competition to something so good. Yeah. I mean, because we saw so much Dior, so much Etro, so much Chanel, really. Albert Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. I mean, it was just like, it was a twist. Like, so many gowns on the carpet were kind of by the same designers, even with right. what we were saying about the influencers, that it just stands out that it was unique. Somebody else, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't one of many Stella dresses. It was the right. Stella dress. I mean, just looking down at my my list, Stella, Ellie Saab, Harrier Ackerman, Scaparelli, Oscar de la Renta, like these were brands that didn't have a lot on the red carpet. So they put all of their mm-hmm. effort into a small handful of really good looks or a single really good look. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's time to talk about all of our least favorite things. And let me tell you, it was hard. I have very strong feelings about my five. I. Very strong, but it I, was hard narrowing it down to five. See, I try not to focus on the, the really ugly things. So I just, I have five and I really have no, I don't I, have a lot of opinions I, on them, but. When, when we said we were picking our worst, I didn't think I had any until I started looking at things again. And then I was like, I think I block things out. And I, I, try, to, I try to stay positive <laughs> and remember the high notes. So, okay. so, so I, I'll, I'll start. I have one that I think is actually the worst look of the entire festival. Okay, then you start. (laughs) Who's the worst look of the entire festival? Well, Melanie Tiari? Terry? Terry. And Celine. Okay, yeah. The nips. It's not even so much the nipples because her nipples shown through on Dior. We're in France. Nipples aren't a big thing. It was the nude granny panties, the hair, 
the random blue eyeshadow. It was bad. She looked like she looked like she'd had an, a long night at the whorehouse. It was awful. <laughs> it was bad. It was so awful. And I guarantee the people that work at Celine were like, "Holy hell, what?" Because what did you could have made that look good. You could have. But she purposely wore everything possible to make it look the worst it possibly could look. Yeah, it wasn't it was it wasn't good. I'm going to start off my list of worst with Sharon Stone in frothy blue Gabbana <coughs> Altamoda. Um, yes. just because it didn't make sense. It swallowed her. It was an ugly dress to begin with. It's Dolce, and that's also on my list. So, um, so yeah, it was. Just, I texted was Thomas awkward. because there's, there, if you know Dolce and Gabbana Automoda, there's no like mistaking it. Yeah, it was. She, <laughs> she goes, is Sharon Stone wearing the Altamoda? And I'm like, don't tell me she's wearing Dolce. And I was like. Okay, I'll lie to you. She's not wearing Dolce. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I knew she was wearing Ultimate because there's no confusing it for something else. It's the size of a small car, and it's covered in tacky flowers, and it just it, it was it was ugly. It was so bad. Very bad. Next, so bad. The hair, the dress. <laughs> It made what she wore the night of Amfar better by a mile, and I didn't even like that dress. She wore a lot of things that felt way too young and twee for her. Like, for the whole festival, except for that last one at the closing. She really pulled it together for the final night. Yeah, that was her suck at Meryl Street moment. (sighs) Okay. okay, who's your next one? Okay. So, normally I like looks that take risks from a model because models are talented. Normally I like a little bit of theatrics, particularly maybe at a film festival. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly which look I think you're talking about. But... Can we talk about what was happening with Coco Roca in Dior and her hair? And it looked like Cindy Lou Who hair from the Grinch was like this out of control makeup. And she was like a contortionist on the red carpet. Oh my God. Okay, also on the dress my worst was dress probably list. the best thing that was happening, and the dress isn't even good. See, I loved this dress on the runway. Like, I was obsessed with it. I really wanted it to have a major moment. And they just think that this dress is not something that should be overposed, and Coco overposes everything. And then you add this really bad hair, this really bad makeup, and the overposing. And I'm just like, this looks like crumpled Christmas wrapping paper and it's not okay. It's awful. It's horrible. I uh. mean 
What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was bad. It was so bad. Okay, what was your next look? Um, speaking of crumpled Christmas paper, I want to talk about influencer Jessica Wang wearing yellow Tony Ward. It was like oh a mini God. dress with a giant yes. bow and a train. And I'm like, girl, out out of – and she posted this I'm pretty reel. sure even that day I said, like, I think everything on the carpet was pretty good except for that one weird yellow dress. <laughs> uh, and she posted a reel the next day. Like, of all of the dresses she tried on in the fitting, and I'm like, out of That's all of these that you wore, that, that you that you got to try on, you wore that? But what? I, I was very, hey, very you confused. can't buy good taste. You can't buy good taste. Um, and that was bad taste, and it... This is why influencers shouldn't be invited to the Ken Film Festival. Except for Leone. She can stay. She can stay. The only one. Oh, and Poppy Delavine, But she was also in Dolce. And it was good, but she was wearing Dolce. So I tried to forget about it. I'm kind of surprised that she only came for that one carpet. And, and ditched out before and going then, to... Yeah. And, and then didn't go to Omfar. I was very surprised that she... Left. She 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 saw what was going on there, and she was like, "I'm too good for this shit." Peace not out. Even, not even Bella went. To, and it was kind of. It was bad. Amfar Amfar yeah. was was probably one of the better nights of fashion, but it was still really bad. Yeah. All right, who's next on your list? Okay, so I'm gonna go with Taylor Hill in that weird black webbed. Etro. It looked like a net. Yeah, it was ugly. It, uh, I, I, that's so all I have to say. But and it, Taylor Hill didn't make my list. But I didn't think the black etro was worse than the cropped men's white shirt with the high low skirt. I at least appreciated the back of that skirt. I didn't appreciate anything about that look. But not a damn thing. The Etro, like what what event was it last year? Was it the Venice Film Festival where she, that she wore Etro? Yeah. Yeah. And she wore that like blush floral and it had the matching mask. And that to me was That was one great. of the better things that Etro's made. But then that was also the same film festival where she showed up in jeans on the red carpet wearing Etro. It Etro's never consistent. I just thought it was sad. I forgot about it, but then when I was looking and pulling my list together, I thought that is just. If I was Etro, I wouldn't put, want to put my name on that. So I wouldn't want to put my name on a lot of things that Etro put it <laughs> puts its name on. Um, well, but they do. Yeah. Whatever. Um, my next one is Salma Hayek at the Women in Motion dinner in this like custom Gucci that was like black and blue and her boobies were screaming for love and support and they just what is going on with her okay (sighs) the woman has any possible connection that she could possibly have to get a good dress 
And she somehow gets it wrong. I'm not going to say 100% of the time, but maybe 20% of the time she gets it right and like 80% of the time it's a mess. I think you're being generous with 20% she gets it right. Um, there's always fit issues. And I just don't understand how the woman who is literally like the first lady of Gucci because her husband owns Kieran, which owns Gucci, and she's literally wearing Gucci for pretty much everything. How this brand cannot get her proportions right. I just, I don't understand. I don't know She's if it's just so that she picks beautiful. bad things that aren't going to work with her proportions and Gucci tries its best to make like, it work. She or... was on the cover of InStyle and she had a beautiful spread. And it actually, to me, was like, wow, I like forgot how great she can look because the presentation of what she wears on carpets is usually so messy. And I, I don't know don't who understand. styled her spread, but yeah, I, I just don't, it was I just bad. Don't I, I don't understand. It Salma, was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry bad. for your boobs. They they were screaming for help, um, as but they usually can, are. You can do like think about Christina Hendricks. You know, there's ways to make your boobs yeah. look great, even as a busty woman. Salma's or people that, just don't that, do it. What's that influencer, Caroline Breland? Like. Yeah, it's she's got big her, boobs too. It's not her bust. I mean, yes, it's voluminous. It's, it's but in the dresses that she chooses. Yeah. Um, and it's been a consistent issue with me is the fit of her boobs in pretty much every Gucci dress that she has worn since Alexander Thomas is Kelly always looking off. at women's boobs. I I <laughs> I might be gay, but I love boobs. <laughs> Um, and I, I feel bad when they look bad and, Her, you know, yeah, they look sad. If they're screaming for help, I'm going to say something. Mm-hmm. And Salma's boobs are most of the time screaming for help. Yeah. Sorry, Salma. Okay, Kelly, who's the last one on your list? Okay. I, I scribbled down her name. Isabel something. Okay. I have no idea who she is. All right. So I was watching the stream and I saw this woman that looked like she was drunk and kind of lost (laughs) on the red carpet, obviously in Dior. And it looked bad on camera. And then the photos start hitting Getty and I'm like, wow, this is terrible. What's her name? Isabel. Isabel and Johnny. A Johnny. I have no idea who she is, but it was horrible execution. Do you think, I do not think she was dressed by Dior. Uh, She was 100% dressed by Dior. 100%. She was? She was dressed by Dior. They sent her down the carpet in that poor fitting dress with her nude bra showing? They did. And then it wasn't just that. She went, she must have gone to like the LVMH suite in Cannes because she was wearing Louis Vuitton high jewelry. So she must have picked out the really bad Dior dress from literally seasons ago. It's from like Maria's second couture collection. It's old. Um, Like, and it was a dress that inspired a dress that Charlize Theron wore for the 70th Cannes Film Festival Gala. But Charlize was smart enough to look at this dress and say to Maria, things have to change. 
I mean, it wasn't great on Charlize. It I was really bad on this chick. I don't like Maria's Dior. We know that. But I can appreciate when something is executed well on the red carpet. As this we did with Jessica. Yeah. This was a bad. nightmare. It was a train wreck. I couldn't believe it was au couture and I couldn't believe it was runway au couture until I found it on a runway and I was like, oh. I wish what I had do to this woman. I wish I had a video of my of me watching her walk down the carpet. Lost. Just she just looks so lost. It was bad. It was very bad. Okay. Is this your last pick? This is my last one. Okay. It's Cat Graham. In Ooh. lavender, Jean-Paul Gaultier couture depends at the closing ceremony of the Cannes Film Festival. So I agree, except for, did you see her Instagram postings? Granted, no. she was posed differently. It just I, looked better. I don't know. It looked better on her Instagram. You know, the dress, I remember seeing it on the runway and being like, it's oh, this is kind has... of like a Depends diaper. It I looks like it does that. look like Depends diapers. And I'm like, it's just, it, it, I wanted it to be cool, but the more I looked at it and the more I saw it walk, and I was like, mm, yeah, no. It's definitely the worst thing she wore. Yes. Even worse than her Etro. But I just I just don't think that she's a great fashion person to begin with. She tends to pick like crazy over the top and ugly avant-garde things. Like I appreciate drama, but she takes she tends to go on the, the ugly side of drama. I have to say, if you told me having like two weeks before the festival that Kat Graham would be the one serving the most looks. I wouldn't have believed me either. (laughs) I would have been like, shut up. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Just, just, just horrible. Yeah. And she's beautiful. She could serve some really amazing looks. I really liked that um, red Nicholas Chabron. That she wore an for. I think that was my favorite oh, that she night wore of the night of. That she wore on the actual carpet. It was a yeah. good... It was good... Ish. It was I okay. I liked it. I just thought it was really interesting. It was interesting. I don't know. I just... I guess I just get caught up in her. <laughs> and just her weirdness. Thomas is a huge fan. Yeah. 100%. I'm a stan. (laughs) I can't even say it. (laughs) Team Bonnie. Uh, Yeah. No. So I don't know if over the last hour and 20 minutes you've realized it. We were very disappointed in this year's festival overall. I think we had really high expectations going into it just because of what it's always been in the past. And reading articles, I felt like it was going to be very much normal. 
Um, and while it was normal, it wasn't normal. And the change of the norm was very jarring to me. Yeah. And so, you know, as we look forward to the fall and the Venice Film Festival, which already has a higher caliber of celebrities in the official selection with Penelope Cruz, Zendaya, Kirsten Dunst. Um, I'm already expecting better things. Timothy Chalamet is going to Venice with Zendaya for Dune. Here, here, here's how you know Thomas is just like desperate for fashion though. He's actually excited about Kristen Stewart's Kristen Stewart. Yes. Kristen Stewart's going to be in Venice. I'm like, and here's, here's another thing during lockdown, Thomas pissed off the Kristen Stewart stands on Twitter because I said that I can't see her as Diana. I still that can't. Was it. it was such a I, mild thing. I You're really like, I cannot see her as Diana. I don't Diana. know if she'll be a good fit. That was it. But, but you know what? I'm they here to, were to mad see- at you. <laughs> it's not the first time I've pissed off a stand, and I'm sure it's not going to be the last. Um, it comes think, with the being very opinionated and very I think they blocked chic. you. <laughs> Probably. They did block me because I kept going on with the, I think she's a mediocre actress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, well, she'll be there. Yeah, Venice is shaping up to be better. I'm sure if Armani Beauty has any say about it, there will be more influencers. I'm sure there will, but I'm also so, hoping that somebody like Kate Blanchett makes makes a trip to Armani to to Venice for Armani. Yeah, um, and I'm sure there's going to be more Etro in Venice. It's just what happens at festivals now. Um, but I'm I am very excited about the possibilities of what's going to happen in Venice and what's going to happen at the Emmys. I don't know what it's going to look. The Emmys are going to look like yet, but the list of nominees is phenomenal. The Toronto Film Festival is happening with galas in person right now, so I am like very excited, looking forward to the fall. The Met Gala, hosted by Timothy Chalamet and Amanda Gorman, and Naomi Osaka, all around, themed around American fashion. I'm, I'm very excited about what the fall is gonna gonna bring. I'm hoping more in person fashion shows. And you know, if you haven't gotten your vaccine yet, go out, do it. It's respectful, just like Lady Gaga said about wearing masks. Um, you know, mask up. Uh, sh- get your shot so that we can return to normal so that say- I don't have to talk about influencers anymore. I don't want to talk about influencers on big red carpets. Thomas loves influencers. <laughs> They're my favorite. You know what bothers me about influencers is that they make each event about them. And yes. this is this is what bothered me. Like when you run into them at, in New York Fashion Week and stuff, a lot of times they don't even stay for the show. They'll like get their photos and leave. Um, a lot of times, like at these film festivals, they don't stay for the movies. They make it about them and then they leave. So. So on that note, 
If you don't follow us on Instagram, you should follow us at Fashion Forward Friends. If you don't follow us on Twitter, you should follow us there too. It's at FWD Friends. We're, you know, always talking about things, um, you know, exciting things that we're watching on television, fashion things that are happening, red carpets. Um, so definitely follow us there. Um, if you have opinions, please share them with us because we'd love to hear from our opinionated followers. You know that we're very opinionated and uh, we hope that we won't take as long to record our next episode, but this was two weeks, two weeks of fashion. This was two weeks of fashion and yeah. we covered two weeks of fashion in an hour and 23 minutes. I'm proud of us. I am too. And I'm proud of you as listeners. If you have made it to this far with all of us rambling. Yes. And until the next time that we meet again, I want everybody, like I know I'm going to, to stay opinionated and stay chic. Yes, and get vaccinated. And get vaccinated. It's respectful. Bye, everybody. Bye.